always be open to a result, not attached to it. Because odds are, you know, you're going to take a left or a right or some detour is going to happen and you're going to end up in a whole different place than you thought. Coming up, Ariane talks with Olympic gold medalist and best-selling author Scott Hamilton. Next on Change Nation from First30Days.com. Hi, and welcome to Change Nation. Today, we have a first. We have an Olympic gold medalist with us. Scott Hamilton, who you might remember, was the gold medalist world-class champion in figure skating. We are thrilled to have him on the show today, partly because he's got a terrific new book out called The Great Eight, How to Be Happy, even when you have every reason to be miserable, <laughs> but also because he's faced a tremendous amount of change also in his life, so has wonderful wisdom to share. Scott, real pleasure to no, have you on the thanks. show. Thanks, this is fun. So Scott, you have an Olympic gold medal. Mm -hmm. Your book is about happiness. Mm -hmm. Did that gold medal make you happy? Uh, absolutely. You know, you know, it's a goal. It's kind of the uh, the pot of gold at the end of a you know rainbow of. Uh, it's you know a lot of potholes in it you know it you dream every day of of someday you know as, as an olympic athlete or if if you're striving to be in the olympic games wouldn't it be wonderful just to be introduced as olympic gold medalist and you know when you're doing your compulsory figures for four hours a day and when you're running through your long program and you're out of breath and you have no legs left and you're thinking what's going to get me through this long program it's you know that goal that just keeps you moving forward and and uh when you're standing on the podium it's kind of an odd Deal. It's it's the last thing I expected, and that is a sense of loss, hmm. because you're up there. Everything you've ever geared your life toward is this goal, and now the medal's around your neck, and it's, who am I? What am I? Yeah. Where am? I? It's like it's over. So it's like you're looking over a cliff. You know, you're, the end of your world has just come, and now where do you go? I mean, you're happy, yeah. but at the same time, you're you're <laughs> devastated because. You're, you don't know who you are anymore. It's brand new. And so your identity from that point forward, I know that you recently got married, you've got two children, you've battled some cases, I believe, cancer. Has your life turned out totally differently than what you expected? <laughs> I never anticipated anything. I guess I was open to a lot of stuff. You know, growing up, I had a, a childhood illness that stopped me from growing for several years. I was adopted, so I had no medical history, no idea of what DNA was going to magically do to my life and and you know growing up with two magnificent parents and and having an interesting you know dynamic in our household I mean there's nothing really normal about it you know it would be like normal labeled normal uh, but when I look at, at everything it's the the chances the odds of me uh, stepping out of Bowling Green Ohio and ever doing anything were remote and the fact that uh, what I do you think the lesson is there well I think that you be open and you know, a, a dear friend of mine says, always be uh, open to a result, not attached to it. You know, I mean, there's so much disappointment in saying this has to be this. If I do this, then this has to this has to happen, uh, because odds are, you know, you're going to take a left or a right, or some detour is going to happen, and you're going to end up in a whole different place than you thought. You know, so what what got you through some of the more difficult changes, the battles with cancer, some of the lower moments? 
I think skating originally. Uh, skating gave me life when I was young. It gave me self-esteem for the first time when I was young. Uh, it, it gave me uh, a direction. It gave me goals. It gave me so many things that it was my refuge. Whenever I would start to get in trouble, I'd go straight to the ice. And, and, and there was something there that just was empowering and healing. And when I went through my cancer, I realized all at once that I was starting to sweat the small stuff and take my career for granted. And all I wanted, you know, when I was diagnosed with cancer was to get my career back. And it was a real solid reset. And uh, those first few days on the ice after chemotherapy and surgery were devastating. But you weather those. And once you get through those, you get a little stronger, a little stronger, a little stronger. And bam, you know, I, I, it came back quickly. But it took a few hurdles to get back into yeah. the race. Let's talk about the new book. Okay. The Great Eight. Is that about the figure eight? A is lot that of it is. kind of where it comes from? A lot of it is. You know, we were trying to figure out um, how to hang, you know, we, we, we knew what the ornaments were, but we needed a tree, <laughs> as they say in the self-help business. And the tree was, you know, basically um, looking at repetition and commitment. And a lot of the success I had on the ice that gave me success in life was that repetition and commitment of doing compulsory figures, which are boring when I tell you that they just are the most especially as a kid all you want to do is jump spin play tag chase other kids around the rink the last thing you want to do is in silence draw on virgin ice eights yeah. but the more you do it the more you realize you're getting better you're getting stronger and the more you repeat these things the more you're committed to it the everything else becomes easier and we thought now that's a pretty strong thing to build a platform on on this book of happiness because a lot of it is just repeating good behaviors, repeating mentalities, and being committed to taking these small steps forward. We all learn how to walk, you know, and if you, if you learn to skate, you know, you fall down a lot, you know, on nothing. You're just standing there and you fall down. After a while, you don't even think about it anymore. And any great life change, I think, comes with doing small things a lot in order for them to become a part of your day-to-day psyche, part of your day-to-day practice, and then you don't really think about it anymore. It's odd not to do it. Scott, we're going to be right back to talk about, I guess, the eight principles. Uh Uh-oh. Better study up on those. This is Change Nation. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Change Nation. I'm here with Scott Hamilton. Scott, what is the principle that you feel people most need to hear right now with all the changes going on in the world what is the principle that's in the book that you just want to get out to people? Ultimately, that it comes down to you. You know, it's the main thing is that it, it comes down to you. There's a lot of other people involved in your life. There's a lot of external factors that participate in where you are and where you're headed. But generally, it starts and ends with you. And we're given this amazing thing called life. And the, the greatest thing about it is it's ours and it's our responsibility and, and so much spins out of control at times that we feel like we are not in, in control. But ultimately, it, it comes back to us. Um, so many people I know have been victimized by horrible incidences in their life that just devastate them and smother them and, and, and pretty much take away any ability to be content or happy. Um, the main thing I try to, to push in this book consistently throughout is it's not the events in your life that define you. It's how you deal with them. And, and so much is just taking that step forward of this happened or this is happening or this is my reality, now what? And uh, taking that high road 
and, and trying to find your highest level of self throughout this, you know, and just having a conversation with yourself, whether you call it prayer or whatever, to, to get you to that point of the reality check of where is this going to take me? How is this going to affect me? And where do I want to be? Where ultimately do I want to be uh, throughout this process? And it's ownership. Personal so ownership. one of the tips I love in the book is about winning by going last. Mm-hmm. Um, well, which, you're a leader. You've got which, your own thing going here. This is your show. Which so. sounds like it's a little bit of a contradiction. It is a contradiction in a way. But, you know, when I look at the spiritual aspects of my life and how I've, I've kind of allowed that to define a lot of my perspective, I think who is the greatest servant leader in history? It was Jesus Christ. And, and you know, a lot of people, they shy away from spirituality, and, and, and that's, that's fine. I'm not trying to, you know, shove anything down anybody's throat. But when I look at how I've been most successful and how I've had the greatest impact in my work environment, it was by putting the, the spotlight on everybody else and allowing people to really enjoy their role in this big machine that we have going around the country in Stars and Ice or in my CARES initiative of raising money for cancer. It's allowing everybody to just really shine and to prop them up and to hold them up and to give them the greatest work environment I possibly could. It's not about me. Ultimately, it's going to come back, but putting it out there is really the best thing you can do for everyone involved because everyone enjoys themselves a lot more and the work is better. I think I heard somewhere that, you know, you can achieve a lot if you don't care who gets the credit. That's absolutely right. I mean, the goals are the goals. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as a company, you have your own specific goals. But without everyone around you, without a strong team, Mm -hmm. it's really hard Mm -hmm. to to micromanage everything personally. Mm -hmm. You're you're, you're not going to enjoy the process. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, who do you share it with? Do you think being happy is something that is consistent? It's a daily thing. Is it okay to be unhappy? Oh, like, you've got to be. People just strive to always be happy. Yeah. I mean, you got to be given permission to be human no, as well. I, I go through you know, bouts every single day where it's like, <laughs> it's like okay, okay, where's this coming from? <laughs> okay, break it down, break it down. Okay, I'm all right. Um, ultimately, we're here. Ultimately, we're alive and we're allowed to do a lot of things. And, and there's just so much to enjoy that the minutiae, you know, that the little stuff that just invades you and tries to, you know, become toxic agents, you know, you've got to find a way to def- deflect those and to put them in their place and allow them to exist because they're going to, but in a way that's under your control. And there, there's so many things daily that, you know, I wish, oh, wouldn't that be a little bit if it were only this, or uh, I, I'd love to have a little bit, you know, more in the bank, or I'd love to have this happen, or why, you know, couldn't this, or there's all these why couldn't or why not the main thing is is what is and to focus on that and to take a really high road of of allowing that to to give you contentment is a huge step forward was there a principle in the book that most surprised you you kind of looked at it and was like wow that's not what I quite expected I would be writing or doing I never thought that I would expose myself as I, I have in this book a lot of the things that were really driving a level of misery in times when people wouldn't think there would be I was very open it was very cathartic in many ways of just putting it out there and saying it's okay because I, I can talk the talk because I've walked the walk and mm-hmm. and I, I have to say this and and there were failed relationships there were things that were just toxic and and I had to share those and I never thought I would so in the it, it's not like a tell-all you know whatever but it's it's I never thought that I would put myself out there in this way and in that way I, I, I think it, it gives it some more weight 
And I think it's uh, your realness and your authenticity and your ability to to share all of that that is probably going to make this book a tremendous success. We certainly I wish hope you so. well, wish you, you the best. Thank you, Scott. the The book is called The Great Eight: How to Be Happy Even When You Have Every Reason to Be Miserable. My guest today is Scott Hamilton. For more information on his book and his wonderful work, volunteer work, raising money for cancer, please visit his website at www.scottcares.org. And for more inspiration, more exciting interviews, please visit us on the web at first30days.com. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.